Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm joined now by Minister of State at the Department of Justice, James Brown. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Alan. Uh, I, I take it that you endorse this initiative, uh, the creating uh, uh, of our future and uh, the survey, uh, which has already been endorsed by Minister Simon Harris. It's a very, it's a very positive development and a, and a welcome move from Minister Harris. And I think this is what we need to be doing an awful lot more of in our in our country is getting that feedback from community, from people on the ground to feed into policy feed into where we want to be going with our society and obviously look there's county councillors and there's politicians and there's different ways of doing that but i think in particular as our society is probably becoming a little bit more fragmented we need to find more inventive ways to get that input from communities from individual people as to how they and what direction they want to see their country going and so i it's very much welcome it's great to see it there in county wexford and i'd be encouraging a lot more of it across our um across our our departments and our uh, and our and our services because we do have good services in place whereby community groups can feed in in the sense of organized community groups but i think getting that input from individuals is, is really critical all right we have a number of issues to get through in the time frame because in a little while we'll be speaking to the indian ambassador i know you'd like to pay a tribute to him as well because i know he's due to retire at the end of the year and he has uh, had played a huge part in the fabric of irish life as indeed the indian community and we have many here in county wexford as well i'll come to that to round off our chat minister but first of all there's a lot of reaction already to the proposal to give the 500 euro voucher for frontline staff can you shed some light on what is proposed at this point in and then I read some of the comments that have come in to me. So there's been no actual decision yet on how to uh, reward frontline staff and what is the best way to do it. It is going to be very, very challenging in coming up with a final decision because if you keep the matter very simple, very straightforward, uh, some people will feel aggrieved that perhaps their extraordinary efforts are not being recognised against other people. However, if you start getting into individual people and what, who did what, it becomes so complex. It could be the next pandemic by the time you get to the end of it and fully reward people. So it's going to be very complex, uh, potentially uh, very, very costly. So what I what I believe needs to happen is in coming to this the decision, I think we need to bring in wider society. Wider society was part of the huge national response to the pandemic. And, and journalism played a huge role within that. Volunteers, but the Gardaí, post office workers, retail workers, a lot of, on, on I know through politics, you know through journalism, a lot of people who maybe never, other people may not be aware of, made a huge effort. But then it was our healthcare workers who were in there 12, 18 hour days, uh, dealing on a daily basis with COVID. So how do you make that decision? Who gets rewarded? How you do that reward? Right. Very challenging. And I think we need to bring in, as I say, I think trade unions, wider society need to be brought in and opposition parties as well to, to see how do we do this and do this right. It was a national effort. I think it needs to be a national response. So there there needs to be more clarity on it. But Minister, there's a lot of people texting me on this. For example, I mentioned at the very opening text this morning about the... Uh, um, lady whose husband is a self-employed construction worker and they've been trying to live on 350 euro pub payments for months and there i mean she was very irate when she sent in that text this morning uh, mike says every household in this played their part in the fight against the pandemic so should be included in the pandemic bonus um another uh, no 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 crazy idea giving bonuses to frontline workers i am a frontline worker i work with the hsa everyone did their best in this crazy time give a bank holiday treat everyone the same and respect the poor people 
people uh, that are no longer with us. Now, they're just some of the comments that are coming in to me. I'm sure you are getting them from your constituents as well. No, absolutely. And this is a real challenge. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Some people did play their part by effectively through what they, what they lost. They paid a huge price other people who had to, to, to isolate and, and, and suffered from mental health challenges as a result of loneliness, people who lost their jobs, people who lost their businesses. So they, they mightn't have been front and centre dealing with people with COVID, but they've paid a huge price. Uh, but again, healthcare workers will feel that they put their lives at risk on a daily basis. So it is, it is really challenging. And I think what we have to do, and this is why I say we need to bring in a wider society here, what we don't want is after a huge national effort, right. and we are now recognised as the top country in the world for our COVID resilience, to end up in a period, if you like, of of dispute and neighbour falling out with neighbour and worker falling with work, out with worker and leaving a bad taste. So I think this needs to be handled okay. very carefully. But there's no simple answer here. As I say, bringing a simple bank holiday, some people will feel aggrieved that they went an, an extra effort and it's not been recognised. Hmm. If you start recognising the individual people, how do you even do that in terms of who right. did what? Even yeah. within different sectors, some people did more than others. So I, I, I think it's very messy, very challenging. And, and it, 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 uh, well, look, we, we will have to make a decision. And that's what we're elected to do. But I think we need to think about this and not rush okay. into any decision. Oh five three nine one four five two double two. Siobhan is taking her calls. We're getting a lot of text in on this issue at the moment. And before I move away from it, family carers are also healthcare workers who worked incredibly hard before, during, and forever after the pandemic. We value healthcare workers. We depend on them to support our valuable rod as part of our community. Family carers have no statutory entitlement to annual leave or even sick leave. The sick leave we have to keep going regardless, and our shifts never end. So I mean, the list is going. To, when you hear texts like that, Minister, this has to be thought out and thought out well or it will create bedlam it's already beginning to create some care yeah and, and you take cares for example because of covid uh, the people that are caring for maybe a lot of ot's couldn't come out uh, sorry occupational therapists couldn't come out and other supports so carers actually have to do even more than what they normally do which is uh, you know a, a really stressful uh, efforts that they have to put in so that, that they're the kind of groups i mean that that did huge amount of work and effort that maybe the general public aren't aware of, but uh, we're under huge pressure during COVID. Right. So look, uh, yeah, I absolutely. This is this is going to be very very challenging, and that's why I I think we need to bring in wider society and see how do we recognise this. Where is that? that, that uh, balance in terms of being able to recognise the entire country, yeah. but also maybe those individuals as well who made a, an extra effort. But I don't think it's going to be possible to get to a point where, you know, you could micro uh, reward, where you could go into, say, one section of a county council and say, well, these people went out and worked extra hours into the public to, to make our roads safe or our, or our access safe, but other people stayed at home. And remember, some people couldn't go out and do the extra effort because they had underlying conditions and they were told okay. to stay at home. All right. It is challenging. All right, we, uh, we have to move to the Indian ambassador. We're actually going live to the Indian embassy in just a second, but I just want to get a comment on a couple of other issues. The 500 Afghanistan people to be granted visas to Ireland. Can, we, can you give us an update on that, please? Yes, yeah, so the Department of Justice here, where I am, we're initiating a programme to allow... There's about 1,200 Afghan uh, members of the community here in Ireland, and that we are bringing in a programme to allow them to bring additional members of their family to Ireland. They will 
becoming to live in the same houses as the existing Afghan family. So there won't be pressures put onto housing here, but obviously some supports around education and healthcare will have to be put in place for those. With other supports that are there, such as uh, joint family, family reunifications, in total about 1,200 Afghan uh, members will be coming to Ireland. These are the most at-risk people, people who are at risk of violence and even death. So you're talking about women, you're talking about young girls, uh, people with disabilities, journalists, and uh, members of the law profession as well over there, judges who may yeah. be in a, 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 at very serious risk of being killed and that's the reality of it. So um, I, I understand there may be some, maybe some concerns in certain aspects of the community there but how can we support more refugees but I think they absolutely have to be supported because of the risk of death and Irish people have gotten support in other countries over the years. I think this is the right thing to do and I'm proud that the department is stepping up to the mark here. And finally, the first sentences for involvement in human trafficking were handed down at Mullingar Criminal Court yesterday. Hildegard Nocton, the Criminal Justice Minister, has come out strongly in support and has actually loudly praised Ngarra Shikana for their involvement in, in bringing this to book. So uh, what would you like to say on this issue, please? Yeah, so the department, since myself and Minister McEntee came into the Department of Justice, and Minister McEntee is currently out on maternity leave, so we have Minister Sildegar Nocton and Heather Humphreys in the Department of Justice here. Uh, we're putting a victim-first approach within the department, and this, I think, is, is starting to see the results of that, of seeing people who've been doing human trafficking going to prison. It has been a problem in this country. It's absolutely outrageous, and it can be linked back to refugees like those coming from Afghanistan, where they are such a risk of criminal elements basically using those people and abusing them for money, for profit. And this afternoon, myself, I'll be bringing forward new legislation in the Shannon on criminal justice smuggling of persons bill, which ties into it as well, working with our international partners to criminalise those people who are carrying out smuggling, but ensuring that those who are being smuggled are not at risk of criminal conviction. So we're very much targeting this whole area in this government of human trafficking and smuggling and, and not before time. Okay, well, I'm going to head to, towards the uh, Indian ambassador now in a second. Have you a message for him? Uh, he, his time comes to an end here. You're very much aware of the huge Indian community within County Wexford. We have, and uh, there is a strong Indian community here in the County of Wexford, and I've dealt with many of them, and they're, they're, they're a wonderful community, and delighted to have them here and providing, uh, in particular, in a lot of our healthcare services, we've a large Indian community, and we wouldn't be able to provide healthcare that we do without their support. So I wish the Ambassador, His Excellency, the absolute best of luck, and I, I look forward to strengthening the Indian community as well. Uh, here in the county of Wexford in Ireland but look, he, he's been a great servant I know he's been down to the county of Wexford and uh, it, it, it's great to strengthen those bonds with with our new communities here in, in Ireland Thank you for taking our call this morning Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat, News and Your Views